All right, welcome to an episode of the Power of Country Day Story. Our guest today, Mark Etheridge, class of 2006, uh, who has been chosen for our 2022-2023 Alum of the Year, man. Uh, key the applause. Mark, man, welcome back. So good to have you here, on, and uh, congratulations on the award, dude. Thanks, Coach. Happy to be here. Awesome, awesome. Excited to talk today, man, about you know your time here at Country Day, uh, obviously the great work you're doing now in the Charlotte community, and then what I think is the most powerful is the path that um, that you took to get there. And, you know, I, we've known each other for a long time, but just been admiring your passion for your work. So excited to dive into that. Um, but let's start with uh, with what you got going on today, man. Share what you got going on uh, with the, with your work in real estate and um, and then we'll kind of work backwards from there. But what you got going on today and, and why is it meaningful to you? Yeah, uh, of course. So uh, I own a company called Ascent Housing, which is here in Charlotte, and it's affiliated with something called Housing Impact Fund. And, and what those two companies do together is they go out and they buy older apartment communities in Charlotte, and they keep them from getting gentrified. So when we buy a property, we renovate it, and then we put um, affordability covenants on it so the rents remain affordable to low- and moderate-income families for a very long time. Um, we also wrap those properties with supportive services. And in the last two years, we've bought a little over 1,200 um, apartment units in, in Charlotte, and we're currently raising our second fund so we can try to do another 1,000 units and help more uh, Charlotteans. And so that's what keeps me busy most days. That's awesome. Now, is this all around Charlotte? Is it in, any in the metro or just mostly? Everything so far has been in Mecklenburg County, um, which uh, there's some reasons for that. One is that's where our investors are located and where they want to see the impact. Uh, the other thing is we do work with the local government um, to help us make these rents affordable. We need um, some subsidy from both the city and the county. And so you have to be within those geographic boundaries to uh, be eligible for that funding. And so we, you know, we own a lot. We own things down on South Boulevard. Uh, we own a lot on the Central Avenue corridor um, in East Charlotte. Um, we own a couple properties near Cotswold, um, so not too far from here. So we've got a pretty good geographic spread within the Charlotte city limits. But um, for the past and the foreseeable future, we're going to be sticking to Charlotte, which, which frankly, I really like. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, to give everyone a, a little bit of a background, the uh, the alum of the year is is really focused on someone, obviously, of alum that is doing great work in the community, um, that is taking their talents and really affecting positively out in the world. Uh, and so, obviously, Mark with his work uh, fits the mold there, man. So, but uh, let's let's kind of go all the way back and then circle circle back into what you're doing today. But um, Let's let's take it back to the days on campus here at Country Day, man. When you came back, I know you've been back a few times, but what are some memories that come to mind and, um, you know, any any nostalgia? Well, you know, um, there's a reason we're friends, and, and that's because I was a football jock uh, back in high school. <laughs> so, you know, my favorite memory of high school was, was probably beating Crest up in Shelby um, our senior year, which – they were, I think, a, what, a 3A public school mm -hmm. who had won some state titles. And, Brandon Spikes. Yeah, nobody thought that we could um, could a private school could beat a, a big public school like that. And um, I, I think we won handily um, that game. And so that was kind of a, um, a key moment. You know, I ended up playing like you in college. Um, and, you know, while college is a, is a slightly bigger stage, um, and I enjoyed my experience there, and some of my teammates were my best friends in life, you know, there's something different about high school. Um, and just the passion and especially country day a school that some of us go to from elementary lower mm -hmm. school up through up through graduation. I mean, having those kind of bonds with your classmates um, and your teammates and 
and also really hating your rivals. I mean, that's something you don't yeah. get as much at the college level. And so I think fondly back to those memories. But, um, you know, springtime on campus um, was also a favorite. It was the time that we got to relax a little bit more because we weren't in season. And, you know, Charlotte in March and April is, is stunning. And this outdoor campus, I think, is something that most schools can't replicate. And so, you know, anytime I get nostalgic, it's usually – a really nice, you know, morning or afternoon in April, and I'm like, man, it'd be nice to. The only thing you have to do that afternoon is go check out a baseball game or a field hockey game, you know, and and, uh, and enjoy the weather um, instead of sitting at your uh, at your office and, and typing emails. <laughs> so it's a uh, take it, take me back to a last period free. Is yeah, that- exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have to structure your free periods right to make that happen. And I'm a huge mama's boy too, so I'd usually do my free periods around lunch so I could go home and get a home cooked meal for my mom, which was nice. Yeah. So uh, yeah, very fond memories of uh, of of coming up here. That's awesome. In the classroom, favorite teacher, favorite class? Um, you know, I mean, I had a lot of teachers who, who made a big impact on me. You know, Mr. Martin's English class, I think my junior year, was one that stood out. And um, what's funny is, you know, I actually live in the same neighborhood as Mr. Martin, so I see him um, see him walk from time to time over the years. Um, it was good to foster that connection. Uh, Mr. Anderson um, in history um, stood out a lot. And then, you know, my... Uh, advisor was senior robinson mm-hmm. and i had him for spanish a couple times and um obviously was um a wonderful man and i remember you know he gave me the set of tools uh when i graduated as a president i still use that toolbox today That's and i think awesome. about him every time i open it and so um obviously i think one of the strengths of of this campus and this community is are the teachers and especially the ones who are here for year after year after year yeah. you know impacting so many kids and i think it's really special yeah I mean, that's it. I mean, that's why I'm back here. The, the relationships are incredible. And I actually got a text from, from the late Wynn Robinson's wife, uh, Tony, uh, checking in on my newborn. And he was born the same day as Wynn. So they share the same birthday, which, wow. is, which is pretty incredible. That's so, really cool. Um, well, good, man. Well, here's my favorite part. I, I love the connection between our alumni and current students and, and even our young alumni that are just getting out and about and trying to figure out life. Um, talk through the journey after high school. Obviously, you know, you got to play ball at Princeton. Um, and then getting, getting going in Charlotte after you graduated, talk a little bit about that journey. Yeah. I mean, it was wild. So, you know, I, I think I had this, um, inkling by the time I graduated high school that I want to be a real estate developer investor. Um, you know, along with other ideas, I mean, it's not like you necessarily know when you're 18 years old, what you want to do, but you have some theories and that was one of the theories. And so throughout kind of college, when I was home for, Christmas break or summer, you know, my mom would basically (laughs) convince CEOs of real estate companies to let me come in and and talk to them in their office. And so by the time I was a junior in college, I was pretty convinced I was going to come back and work for this big real estate development company here. And um, then the financial crisis hit and um, that company went bankrupt and real estate took it on the chin, probably worse than any other industry um, Mm -hmm. through the great recession. And so by the time I graduated from Princeton in 2010, it was pretty dire. And while most of my Princeton classmates, you know, went and they worked in Wall Street, New York, or they went and worked in tech out in the Bay Area, you know, I wanted to move up to Charlotte. That was something I always wanted to do, but I wanted to go into real estate. And my first two years out of college, I made like $18,000 a year um, because the only job I could get was trying to uh, be in sales. And um, when the recession's that bad, you're not selling much. Mm. <laughs> so yeah. we couldn't get any deals done. And I, I was pretty convinced I was probably the, um, the poorest Princeton alumni. Um, ever. Um, and it really had to, you know, think hard about, um, you know, how I wanted to climb out of that and also just keep my confidence that, you know, I'm someone who had had success for a lot 
of my life. Usually when I set my mind to do something, mm -hmm. I did it and I was pretty good at it. And that was the first, I would say real challenge of trying to, um, overcome some adversity and, and kind of keep your self-confidence to get out of it. Fortunately, I used that opportunity because business was slow to do a lot of networking and then ultimately landed in a, um, position, um, financing real estate transactions, basically putting loans on properties like apartment buildings, shopping centers, industrial buildings, office buildings. And not only did I have a great boss that ended up being a groomsman at my wedding and, and someone I'm really close to today, it also, um, not only started giving me some more financial independence and, and also really cut my teeth learning not only how the deals work, but kind of making a name on, um, just thinking about things a little bit differently to, to make good things happen. And I really enjoyed that position for about six years and then finally kind of realized my ultimate dream of being on the development or the investment side when um, one of my clients, these these two um, younger guys, they're in their late 30s at the time, invited me to come be a partner at their company, which is called Ascent. And I made that transition in um, 2017, I guess around the time I turned 30. And that's where I've been since. And it's been, um, been a really fun um, process from there. Really cool. I, you know, I've always admired the grind, man. When you and I both got out of college, I I just remember that, you know, the education world and coaching consumes me. And I just, I just noticed in you, it was like, we were obsessed with something now completely different <laughs> profession. I, I was obsessed. I mean, um, I was obsessed with getting not only, you know, learning the industry, but trying to, you know, get in a situation where I felt like I was um, kind of living up to the education I had and, yeah. and the things, I, the potential I thought I could, I could make. And I mean, it, it kind of helped me that my uh, my wife now, Jennifer, and I were, were dating already, and we were dating long distance. She was getting her graduate degree up in New York. And so I had nothing to do yeah. <laughs> for like the two years she was up there, except for work and grind and think and network. And um, I think that's the time you and I were hanging out a lot together. Yeah. And yeah, it was probably a little bit freakish. Yeah. But um, I'm glad that I put in those hours back then. Yeah. But that's what I, I noticed. And I was like, that's, that's awesome. Because that's what I was doing or trying to do in my world. And it just wasn't the popular thing, and I didn't care because yeah. it was just you, you found what you wanted to do, and that's the cool thing about people hopefully listening to this is if you love what you do, man, you'll do anything for it. And and I noticed that in you, uh, well, which is awesome. Well, I'll say this too. I mean, I think, you know, when you look at what um, students go through in high school and how regimented their time is and when they're waking up, when they're going to bed, and how many things they fit into a day, I mean, it's really amazing. And it's almost like the same things you have to do once you get out of college and you're in the working world, um, I think, to really have the career you want. But I think what's hard is we send kids to college and the expectations get a lot less. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you only have to go to class so many days a week and your class doesn't occupy your full day. And I think it's really hard sometimes for people to have this kind of bridge of four years in between high school when they're waking up at six in the morning, doing so many things you know, really keeping a schedule and, and keeping focus, then the college we can kind of meander. Um, and, and I think you see it a lot with folks in their 20s. It takes them a few years to kind of figure out again um, what that kind of discipline and motivation and how to find that focus again. And I think the one thing about college athletics that I really appreciate is you never lost track of that schedule. If anything, it probably got a little bit harder. Yeah. Um, and so when you come out and you're 22, it's like, you know, for years upon years, you've just been doing something for 10 or 12 hours a day. And that's kind of what you're used to even entering the workforce, which I think pays its dividends in the long run. That's an incredible point. We had a um, college forum last week and we had nine college alums, either freshmen, sophomores, or, you know, one that was just out of college. And it was funny. We were just talking before the event and the big joke we laughed about was they were getting ready to go into syllabus week. 
which everyone remembers, it was a week of class where you showed up for five minutes, you got the syllabus and you went about your day and, and you're right. Like, what is that? Yeah. Like what, is what schedule is that? And, you know, and for better, or for worse, that's, but that's where they're headed into. That's a great point. I mean, um, I think country day is more rigorous than a lot of yeah. undergraduate colleges. And I would say even at Princeton, like you are totally prepared graduating country day to go to Princeton and be a good student. Um, yeah. if, that, if that's the opportunity. And so I, I think, you know, finding some way to maintain that, whether you go to Princeton or whether you go to community college or anything, finding a way to maintain that through those two or four years is, um, is really key. Or at least it, I think it makes your twenties go a little bit better. Yeah, for sure. Well, you've already just dropped a bunch of those nuggets, but just looking back, you know, anything you can think of in addition, something you can share with our young alumni or current students, um, that, you know, you figured out through the process or you wish you would have focused more on coming out of college, um, any, anything other than kind of what you've already mentioned? Yeah, you know, I'll probably put it as it's kind of a, a antithetical answer, but, you know, I don't think what you study in college is critically important. Yeah. Um, I think learning how to think and seeing patterns is much more important. And that's easy to say when you go to a school like Princeton because, you know, the degree kind of speaks for itself mm-hmm. and you seldom get asked what you majored in. It's a little bit harder to do if you don't. But I still think it's true for everybody. And so what I encourage, I think the soft skills are the most important thing for a lot of people to have success. I think asking your friend's parents what they do for a living, you know, what their life looks like, what their day-to-day, even when you're in high school and then continue that through college. And also when you're in college, trying to immerse yourself in the campus and figure out you know, what things outside of class are there available and getting engaged in something that really just broadens your horizons to, you know, whether it's volunteer work or it's an internship or a job or just trying to figure out whatever that community, whatever college town or city that you're in, um, I think can kind of open your world to see things because I think the worst thing that can happen is um, being myopic and kind of just putting your head down and then not really thinking about the outside world and envisioning the life you want to have and working backwards. And I think the more people you talk to and the more kind of lifestyles and careers and industries that you can interact with will help you make the best choice for what's ultimately going to make you happy down the road. No doubt. And we just, every day that Tiana, you see it on campus, there's just this stress that has these seniors and juniors about college, about college. And again, for you and I was, you know, easier. We had something with football or, you know, some people have athletics. It has just a different, reasoning behind where they're going but i think that's that's ultra valuable with there's more to it than what class you're taking or what you're studying it's the people you know you know the people you meet the big vision that you have and if you want to make it happen you'll make it happen well i'd say as an employer like i don't really care where the person went to college yeah. and i certainly would never ask what their gpa was yeah. and i certainly not asking what their gpa was in high school and i'm don't really care what the major did, you know. And so I would say, what you do is have this person shows up yeah. in a room for an hour, and what have, have they been spending their time, you know, yeah. that day, and, and what motivates them? And I mean, you know, the people, some people stand out, and you say, wow, that person's really curious, or they really seem like a self-starter, or they seem like they would have a skill set that's really going to translate well to what we need right now. And um, you know, there's there's a little bit more art than science to that sometimes, but I would just hopefully that gives people a lot of hope that yeah. you know some of these things. You know, I think it's important to have focus and have goals and, and goal setting and is a very good practice to have. And that's, I think, why we have a lot of these more regimented, like things like GPAs and grades. And 
things. But at the end of the day, like you show up and, and I think it's, it's really more of those intangibles that can, that can really affect, you know, um, your career and ultimately where you're going to spend, you know, for some of us, like 40 or 50 years of our life. Um, so I think that's, um, uh, maybe a good message to convey. That's awesome. Um, really good. And again, congrats on the alum of the year, my man. Um, well-deserved, you know, it's an honor to call you a friend and, and know the great work you're doing now comes from that passion and that grind. And, and I hope as many people can listen to this and hear that message of um, finding what you like to do and go get it. Yeah, so. no, I appreciate it. Um, it's, it's been really fun to come back to Charlotte and, and, you know, have the opportunity to make an impact. And also, you know, I think it's rare to be able to work um, a nine to five job that also feels like it's giving back. You know, a lot of people, you know, they do their nine to five, then they might volunteer on a Saturday and um, I've just been lucky enough to find the resources to be able to feel like we're making an impact with every, uh, with with my day job, and uh, I think that's it's it really honestly helps me sleep at night, and it's something that I kind of think I always wanted, and um, I think there's opportunities out there for people that want that too. You just got to maybe work a little bit harder um, to go find them. Boom, boom. Well, congrats again, man. Um, you know, all the best, and and uh, appreciate you joining this podcast. 